As we continue talking about sleep today, we would love to give a quick shout out to Taking Care of Babies. This was the program that was so beneficial to my family with our second born. We used the newborn class and actually didn't really have to go past that because the sleep foundation was so set and he was just a much better sleeper than my first. We were sleeping through the night way before a year and my first was not doing that until 18 months and still had really rough patches. You guys have to check her out on Instagram at taking care of babies and also online taking care of babies.com. That's T A K I N G C A R A B A B I E S. Their Instagram is covered with so many tips for anything from sick babies to teething to handling naps. It's just a wonderful program all around and you guys should definitely check them out. Hey mamas, we see you doing all the things like wiping the runny noses while washing the dishes, trying to schedule the doctor's appointment and still pay attention to that conference call. And then we see you feeling all of the feelings, that sigh of relief at the end of the day when for at least 30 seconds, the house is completely quiet. The guilt you feel over the books that you didn't read or the kind words that you didn't say. We know that the collision between motherhood and mental health is a real thing and not enough people are talking about it. So come have a chat with us. Grab your favorite dinner that doesn't require you to do the dishes and take a seat on our couch. This is Takeout Sessions. It's all going to be fine. Hey guys, welcome back to Takeout Sessions. And this is the first time that we've done a new episode that you have been hearing our episodes because we published kind of by accident. That's but we're crazy. up and going. It's been such a long time coming. It has been. It has been. So backstory. If you were interested, I was trying to publish on our platform and it told me that it could take up to 10 days to populate and on like Apple and Google and all the places that apparently people listen to podcast. So I went ahead and published it and then it was there in a couple of hours, which is awesome. <laughs> but surprise, you can listen to takeout sessions on Spotify, Apple, our platform anchor.fm and Google podcast now. It's so exciting. What is happening? I, I cannot believe that it's here. We we don't even know what's going on. I mean, we've been talking about this since 2020. 20? I think, yeah. We've been going, hey, we're going to do a podcast. <laughs> and then somewhere along January, like, we just ordered microphones and here Let's we are. Let's just do this. It's fun. Thanks for coming along on the journey with us. Oh, what are we eating today, ma'am? Absolutely my favorite. Jade Palace. This is probably the thing that we've eaten together the most. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm partially to blame for that because probably. I will pretty much go for sushi every day. Don't you eat Jade Palace like three times a week, whether or not I'm with you? I mean, they do know my name and they <laughs> do know my order. So uh, if that's any indication of that, how I mean, often. That's, that's fair. That is I fair. There. So yeah. what do you have? Ugh. So I have a few favorites, but tonight I have the salmon roll and mm. the tuna roll and their steamed dumplings. And aren't your kids also addicted to the dumplings? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like it's gotten to the point. I don't like sharing my food. I love my children. I hate sharing my food. They'll eat it all. They will. And so now they've caught on to these dumplings that they absolutely love. Amazing. So yeah. So you just get them their own now? I do. You. I do. And I kind of cheat sometimes because I'll order mine from Jade Palace. But then there's this big bag of dumplings at Walmart 
that I'll like cook while I'm waiting for my food to get here. And, and then I'll just no, <laughs> be eating dumplings for days. They do. They will. It's like my go-to, one of my go-tos anyway. So we really, really, really try to get Jenna to not eat her sushi <clears throat> multiple days in a row. Like yeah. the same, it's, the same batch. So I mean, as long as it's in the refrigerator or on the counter, I mean, we're working on all it. All right. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I had Szechuan chicken. I never can say it right. And then I, I talked to my sister, the Szechuan sauce uh-huh. at McDonald's is back. And what? yes, she was like, she was saying it completely different. Now I can't remember and I'm not going to embarrass her. I don't remember. This is your incentive, Mariah, to actually listen to our podcast. <laughs> you have been mentioned now for sure. But she was like, she was convincing me I was saying it wrong. And I had a little hiccup with jicama a couple years ago where I got corrected. I thought it was jicama. It is definitely jicama. And I said it wrong and was corrected and embarrassed. So one of my gracious friends let me know very nicely that I was doing it wrong. So pretty sure it's Szechuan chicken. It is delicious. And it's my favorite thing to get there. They have so many good things. They do. They do. And usually you can eat it for a couple of days. Yeah, it's big portions. It is. But one should not continue to save the sushi out on the counter. I don't know. We're working on it. I don't know. Pray for her, guys. She needs it. All the prayers. All the prayers. But she kind of has a stomach of steel, so. You know. It's okay. It's all right. It's developed. It's okay. It's developed. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so mom brain questions for this week. What's your favorite season? Oh, this is so easy for me. Fall. Yes. Fall, hands down. I am a Halloween girl all the way. I'm trying to create little Halloween babies. Actually, pretty much both of my babies were around Halloween anyway. But I live for Halloween. You do. And fall. And the leaves. And the sweaters. And the boots. And the flannel. Oh, my goodness. I could go on and on. But, yes. Pumpkin spice lattes in there as well? No. I'm not a pumpkin spice latte kind of girl. completely basic. Not completely. Just I mean, I'll the, uh, I'll carry the cup. It just really won't have the pumpkin spice in there. Just regular I'll just coffee. do like coffee or hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Yeah. You know, it's it's all good. Uh, so fall is also my favorite season, but Christmas is my favorite holiday, which makes no sense. I think I'm actually getting into more of like a winter phase, but I like the changing of the leaves. I think because I know winter's coming and Christmas mm-hmm. is coming. So mm-hmm. I love the changing of the leaves. I love the pumpkins. I love the pumpkin patches and the apple picking and Thanksgiving and just all of those good things. It's just a good time of year. It is. It is. Halloween is kind of take it or leave it for me, but don't you decorate in like July for Halloween? Oh, I would. I would live in a Halloween house. Which would terrify I would absolutely, my poor children would probably be terrified or they might not. I mean, they're kind of used to seeing like skeletons. and Hilarious. We love, <laughs> we both love fall, but for completely different reasons. <laughs> Yes. So what is the best weekend activity with your family? What's your faves? Can can I involve sleeping in? If I can sleep in, we can do anything. I just need to sleep in one day if possible. That's fair. Which, you know, with Jenna's great T-ball ideas isn't happening for us anymore. (laughs) My bad, boo. We're going to be out there with our not pumpkin spice lattes still in our winter coats in April. It's going to be Tomorrow morning. Freezing when we should be bundled up watching, you know, cartoons and drinking cocoa. Is that a thing? Do kids still like get excited for Saturday morning cartoons or because you can watch them anytime? Is that not a thing? I mean, I'm not so sure. I'm a little cheap, so I don't have like cable. I yeah. just do like the streaming of Netflix and I think that's normal all of now. those things. So I don't think they 
know TV very well. Like they see yeah. it at my parents and um their other grandparents, but probably not the same as like waking up on Saturday morning because that was yeah, the only time you could watch was. so many of the that was. Disney's one Saturday morning, yeah. right? And I wasn't an early person. So I missed, I feel like, all the good ones, except for that dinosaur dinosaur show. They yes. came on at like 12. That one land good. or something. I don't know. The Land Before Time? Maybe. Is it? I don't know. I don't know if that was But it was so good. Someone made a Land Before Time reference yesterday to me, and I was like, oh, you understand what it was like <laughs> to live when the dinosaurs roamed the earth in the 90s. So oh, what would you like to do on the weekend with your families? It depends on the season. I mean, that's that's a good point. Um, but since summer is coming, um, I love to spend days at the pool. I love it. Yes. I love it. And or, you guys will go all day. We will. Oh, we pack it up. We're going to be there for a while. Like y'all are y'all are in for it for the long haul. I love everything about that. Absolutely. Um, and we go to my mom and dad's on the weekends a lot. And they live in the country. So kids get to play outside. They play in the creek. For the summer, I normally get one of those, like, little, like, not inflatable pools, but uh-huh. the, the, like, little plastic pool, ones. Yeah. The waiting those, pool, yeah. And they will play in that for hours. So long. And then they end up in the mud. Yes. Which is. Just being outside. Hilarious. So, yeah. Just being outside. So, if it's outside. If you've been following us on Instagram and Facebook, you should see all of the clips of our kids doing crazy things on the weekends because that reel went up recently. So. Yes. All kinds of fun. We, My family likes to do outdoor stuff, too. I'm trying to be an outdoorsy person. I, maybe this year is the year that I, like, actually enjoy it completely. I do enjoy it, but, you know, I'm still kind of like, can't we just, like, snuggle on the couch and watch Saturday morning <laughs> cartoons? That's my ideal. We're working through it. Oh, man. But last week we did part one of our sleep episode. And there's – I feel like we could talk about sleep for an eternity and yeah. still never get any. <laughs> no. I, I'm convinced. I'm convinced it, it is. It may not ever come back. Because once you're, I think when we're pregnant with our first child, we really don't know what we're in for. Not a clue. You get to the end of pregnancy and you're uncomfortable mm-hmm. and you can't really sleep well anymore. Mm-hmm. No. There's no sleep. Like There's, that last not. month. Maybe more than that. I don't know. I had really big babies. It's so, true. You just can't get comfortable. Even if you don't have like heartburn or any of those other things that mm-hmm. keep, or the pregnancy insomnia, you're just big and uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. But really, we talked about this a lot last episode. The newborn phase is the one that people are like, hey, this is when you're not going to sleep. And mm-hmm. we talked about a lot of um, strategies for that. If you mm-hmm. missed that, go back and check that one out. But this week, we're going to talk about kind of like a little past the newborn phase. Mm-hmm. And our experiences about how we have five-year-olds and preschoolers and we're still not sleeping mm-hmm. all the time. No. Never quite comes back. This was a week of no sleep for me. Yes. I mean, there was no sleep. And typically my kids sleep. Like I've been very blessed with good sleepers for the mm-hmm. most part. But this week, Coralie has been sick and I think it kind of has scared her that she can't breathe through her nose and I was having to do breathing treatments. In the middle of the night, right? Yes. Yes. Every four hours. And I am, I am one who needs my sleep. Yeah. For medical reasons, like I talked about on the last podcast, but also I'm just not a pleasant person to be around without sleep. And so she didn't sleep and then she would wake Gray up and then Gray would get in my bed like two hours after she, it was, 
it was a hot mess. I have always noticed with myself, well, always, because I've not always had more than one child, but I feel like once you start sleeping through the night again, so after they get past that newborn phase mm -hmm. and after you get to the point that you are sleeping through the night mm -hmm. more routinely, when you have an interruption, like a sickness, it's worse. It's terrible. Because you know what you're missing. You know what you're missing, and you know that you normally feel a whole lot better mm -hmm. when you get, you know, a solid six hours at least. Yeah, so give me six. Yeah. Even if you have to stay up really late because you're working or you're doing something or like you're backed up on laundry, you know, none mm -hmm. of these things ever happen to us, by the way, guys, just no. as you know, <laughs> random things that might happen to other people, not us. <laughs> but yeah, once you're sleeping through the night again, it's hard. It's hard. Sickness is a big thing. Knowing the end is in sight is the thing that kind of I try to remember through sickness, but mm -hmm. we're going to talk about sickness eventually. Sickness is not something that I handle well. It's, it's, a, it's a struggle. It's, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's difficult. For sure. Did you have it? Okay. Did you guys do any kind of sleep training? This is where, P.S., this is our disclaimer that this is not medical advice. This Absolutely is just not. Our, our experiences, our expenses. These are our experiences. Yes. <laughs> yes. We are not giving advice. No medical advice outside of the scope of our. I did not do any sleep training. Your kids just slept. They they did. Corley was difficult. Like she was more of the ones where crying it out, crying yeah. it out definitely. And and even now having her cry it out is is part of it too because she's just going through this whole phase of she just and she's doesn't. very determined. Oh oh determined. Bless her. Um, but so crying it out has been, I've used that, but that just broke my heart. Yeah. It was so hard. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if it's something about the second kid, but it was much more difficult with Coralie than it was with Gray. Um, he really, I guess, didn't need it that much. He slept great. Yeah. There was no problem with him. And he was good. But yeah, crying it out was pretty much the only thing. What about y'all? So we didn't do any kind of sleep training with my first and it was she was 18 months old before she slept through the night. Uh, she did kind of for a little bit and then she hit four month regression and it was never the same. And that was also about the time that I came out of work and we'd already kind of established this really weird schedule because she wouldn't take a bottle while I was at work, which is why <laughs> I ultimately had to quit my job, but she would starve all day and just refuse like straight up refuse. I remember the that pediatricians could not find a medical reason for it. Looking back on it now, because we had such bad tongue tie, lip tie issues with my son, we probably had some of that going on with the to a degree with her, but she could take a bottle. She had done it before. She was just like, I'm not doing this. And then she would nurse all night. And I think that just kind of developed this pattern for her. So mm -hmm. 18 months before she slept through the night, and that was rough. I really kind of felt like a crazy person. I don't know how you're here. Have we talked about this before? But I read a study recently that says you will die from sleep deprivation before you die of food deprivation. What? So sleep really is so important. Now I can't, I can't, okay. Maybe I didn't read the study. I think someone told me about the study, but it makes sense. It your, does. Your brain needs rest. And I've yes. been telling people that a lot recently, like your brain is going, Hey, I need a break mm -hmm. and it's not getting one, but we did sleep training, which was kind of like very gentle, modified, guided, cry it out with a program that was gifted to us with our um, second baby Austin. And it was life changing. It was hard in the mm -hmm. beginning. You don't really do much with them until eight weeks. And I know some programs start at like birth. Hmm. 
But with him, I felt like because he was the second one and because I did have an older one, I had to be able to set him down. I had to mm -hmm. be able to walk away. I couldn't just let him take naps on me. So part of it's that second baby thing too. But it was it was life changing. And for the most part, I don't want to say anything that will jinx us. The wood. <laughs> but yes. He he's been a pretty good sleeper since about eight months. So I highly recommend the program that we did. It was it was pretty cool. But did you have some of the second baby crying guilt because you had an older one that you were trying to take care of and you couldn't just always get to her? Yes. Yes. I think a lot of guilt came with Coralie. Like, I don't know. I don't know where mm -hmm. it came from. I don't know why. But I felt much more guilty over different things. And crying was one of them. Yeah. Um, it was really hard for me to hear her cry. And it's hard because you're torn between two kids. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't have another arm. You don't. You don't. So I feel like you're not really neglecting them. But in some way, you're neglecting a need when you're when one kid needs one, something and the other kid needs something at the same time. you you got to make a choice. Yep. And so, do. yes, there's definitely that guilt. Comes and back I, to our plate spinning thing. We have to pick which plate we yes. can drop for a few seconds. And those seconds that they're crying really does seem like eternity mm -hmm. if it's bothering you. Mm -hmm. Or if you're over it, really like, just go to sleep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but either way, it's mm -hmm. like this seems like it's taking so long. Yeah. When in reality, it's probably only like 15 seconds. But it seems like it. It does. Be. It seems like eternity when they're screaming <sighs> and you can't get to them. Especially you guys. You were doing potty training and stuff while you had a little one. Oh, my goodness. Mine was mostly yes. potty trained except for yes. nights. Yes. Gray, Gray was definitely potty trained potty training when Coralie came around. Yeah. Um, so definitely in that process. So that, that complicated things. I hate potty training. That's, That's just a whole other yeah. segment of <laughs> thought there. We'll go down that rabbit hole, but that, that takes all the, a toddler, preschooler, older kid in general, mm -hmm. whatever age they are, definitely can divide your attention. And that's hard for sure. So other things that we can lose sleep for. Ooh. We have recently run into at bedtime realizing that some of our homeschool has not been done appropriately and I'm oh, packing no. it up to go to co-op the next day. This will be a little bit different because we're doing some different stuff next year. But it is the best thing when you realize that the math test didn't get done at 830 at night oh. and trying to get your kids to do the math test. That's real fun. She's crying. I'm crying. I'm drinking decaf. We're all just trying to get through it. It's it's a fun time at the Harold households. <laughs> well, we haven't hit the school stuff necessarily that he has to do. That's probably coming next year because he's going into kindergarten. Um, but for me, it's the projects that the school kind of has for the parents. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess a few weeks ago, my mom and I worked on costumes for yes. two by two. It was two, two, 22. So they did Noah's Ark yep. two by two. Um, and I had to work on the costumes. Now, granted, it probably didn't have to be done that night. I probably could have started it ahead of time, but I'm a procrastinator. Like it is what it is. You and work well under pressure. I don't <laughs> like arts and crafts. So I put this off even more. Um, so that got done at night at my mom's. Yeah. Bless you, mom. I think that's <laughs> your big thing. Like you'll be at your parents really late on weekends yes. sometimes and then you're driving back yes whether it's because of a school project or family function or whatever mm -hmm. yeah we do we typically and my family has always been a late family like, mine too mine everything too. is later in the afternoon but yeah how, how are we people that have an 8 30 bedtime with our kids <laughs> when if i called my mom 
I love you, mom. But if I called you at 8.30, she's like, yeah, we're getting ready to have dinner. Or like, dad's still cooking. I don't even know. I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed. Yeah, like the like, day is done. It's it's over. Yeah, no dinner. Or so for funny. my parents, it's like the next pot of coffee or the last pot of coffee is going on at like 10 or 11 and o'clock regular, at night. And regular, not decaf. No, no, no. They're not decaf kind of so people. Funny. We basically have the same parents, and we're, yeah. like, trying to put our kids to bed at 11.30. Not, not 11.30, at 8.30 at night. Yes. And we're wanting to go to bed at 8.30. And- yes. Yeah. We are done. It is the end. Yeah. With with Annalie, though, I didn't have a consistent bedtime for a while. I think that was a problem because, like, I'd gone back to work, and everything mm-hmm. was crazy, and then I was out of work, and then I was back in work, and mm-hmm. she liked to sleep in in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Whew. 8.30 has become saving grace it, sometimes. It's it a good really time. Has. And I always like am torn and this goes back to the sleep issue is I want to stay up and like watch some TV Mm -hmm. and have some me time or do things that are left over like the laundry that gets put off forever. But then I'm like, no, I need to sleep. You have to choose. Do you ever try to motivate yourself by like, I will fold this laundry while I watch the TV show I want to watch? Oh, absolutely. It doesn't work. No, never. The laundry is still in the basket. Mm -hmm. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm even too tired to watch the TV show. Mm -hmm. Well, I find myself, like if I allow myself to watch TV after the kids go to bed, I fall asleep on the couch. Yes. Every time. And you'll stay there all night. I'll wake up at like three or four o'clock in the morning. And at that point, I'm like, well, there's no point in getting up and moving to the bed. So I just stay on the couch. But anywhere, can't you? I can. I can't. If somebody turns the TV on, it doesn't matter if it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm going to go to sleep. Like your sound machine. It it, it (laughs) truly is. I cannot stay awake through a TV show or a movie to save my life. So funny. At all. But so funny. That's one of my things is for sleeping. I just try to go ahead and go to bed, even though I know there's things I could do Mm -hmm. or might kind of need to do. No, that's my time. Taking advantage of getting it when you can, for Mm -hmm. sure. So the things that do you, maybe not you, because you can fall asleep anywhere if the TV's on, (laughs) but things that could come up for people at night after putting your kids to sleep is that mom guilt of, hey, I snapped at you. I didn't read the book. I didn't spend a lot of time with you. I've been feeling this recently because I've been back in the office a significant amount of time. And on those days, I feel like I don't see my kids, especially if we have something to do that evening, Mm -hmm. (laughs) T-ball. But we're getting home and it's like, eat your dinner while you're taking a shower Mm -hmm. and I got to put you to bed. Bye. I'll see you tomorrow, but not really Mm -hmm. because we're going to do it all over again. And that's a hard thing. It is. And I'm right there with you because like what our afternoons look like is, you know, I get off work, I get the kids, hopefully by 530, the preschool really likes me to be there at 530. (laughs) And then, I mean, we're going from one thing to the next Mm -hmm. and there's like no time. And that's when on my end, I feel like I get too frustrated. Um, and that's when the mom guilt k- kicks in after they've gone to bed. Like, did I handle that situation okay? Like, I didn't spend enough time with them. I didn't read the books because mom was just done for the day. Absolutely. Oh, so I, I'm right there with you. Sometimes it's easier to turn on the TV than to go through all of that in our heads. It is. To replay it. If, you, if I mm-hmm. try to go straight to sleep... I have to have that kind of disconnect time. Sometimes distraction, I think, is not a terrible thing in that moment Mm -hmm. because beating ourselves up over what we did or didn't do for the rest of the day, unless we're really trying to, like, implement, I'm going to do this differently Mm -hmm. next time. 
think that's a different situation. Mm-hmm. But just kind of sitting over there and perseverating over, like, I didn't handle this right. Mm-hmm. And letting that consume you for the rest of the evening. It probably is better just to turn on the TV or go take yeah. a bath or go outside and sit on the porch if you can. Drink a cup of coffee. Decaf a regular. Choose your poison. <laughs> it's got to be a productive thought process. It does. Um, like you said, it can't be one where you're beating yourself up over it. It's got to be kind of solution focused. Absolutely. So which can be difficult. Mm-hmm. What about worrying about your kids? I know this is really hard for people when they're sick, but worrying about your kids. I think of this mostly with like PMAD, which mm-hmm. is perinatal mood anxiety disorders. And that's kind of what we're moving towards calling things instead of postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Postpartum depression gets a lot of press, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term, for being the thing that you could get. But the way that we're looking at postpartum depression often when you go for your six-week postpartum appointment mm-hmm. and check off a list is, do you feel like hurting your baby or somebody else or yourself? Or can you not get up off the couch? And that could be the way it's presenting. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that we've thought about it for years. But some people swing more towards something that's now getting a little bit more attention, which I'm glad because this is a huge thing and people need to know about it. Postpartum anxiety. Yeah. Postpartum anxiety is huge. We both had it. We mm-hmm. didn't know we had it with nope. the first baby because, <laughs> and our kids are only five guys. Yeah. It, it's really become come around. Mm-hmm. In fact, my, my mother-in-law, bless her. She told me, she came over, AJ called her, my poor husband. He was so worried. I was maybe like three and a half weeks out with Anna Lee and was just laying in the bed crying and could not tell anyone why I was crying. And she came over and she was like, honey, it's okay. This is the hormone dump. Had no idea that that was a thing. Cause you'll, you'll hormone dump huh. after the baby. Uh-huh. And people confuse that for postpartum depression. Sometimes it clears up pretty quickly mm-hmm. and you know, it's just a few days of extreme emotions and some night sweats and then you kind of move on or it might stick around and become more of a depressive mm-hmm. episode. Or you might have intrusive thoughts, which mm-hmm. are like these really nasty, horrible things that may mm-hmm. or may not happen to your baby. And you're sitting here going, I am a basket case. What is mm-hmm. wrong with me? Yep. Mine was breathing. I was very afraid that the baby was not breathing. Mm. Constantly. The outlet was a life changer for us with our mm-hmm. second baby. That's how I got any sleep with him, to be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. But my first one, I would have to check on her several times a night. Strangely enough, I had the same situation after my miscarriage. She was three. She was three. Almost three. She was two and a half. Yeah. And the anxiety transferred back to her. And I started being very afraid that she wasn't breathing in the middle of the night again. And at that point, she was too big for any of the things that were out there. Had no idea it was postpartum anxiety and that the hormones contributed to all of it. That's definitely something to keep in check. And we need to talk about this more Mm -hmm. because postpartum mood issues Mm -hmm. are not just, I feel like I'm going to hurt myself or somebody else. While they can be that, they are often overlooked into some other symptoms that we really need to be monitoring for as well. And And you're not not abnormal. This happens to a lot mm -hmm. of people. And I think as moms, we... I guess society, it feels like as moms, we're supposed to have it together. Just keep it moving. You're going to get through this. This is going to, you know, this phase is going to pass mm-hmm. all of those things. And so you keep telling yourself, okay, this, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But you're really not fine. No. Like I didn't, 
I can't remember ever getting super anxious towards my kids necessarily. Mm-hmm. Mine just turned into full anxiety. Um, and I do think with, about yourself, about myself, and things about, that are going on in your life. Yeah, like it totally thing. manifested in other ways. Um, you know, looking back, I think it's easier to like pinpoint areas that I struggled with. Um, I think with gray, I struggle with attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not anything anybody ever wants to talk about or say. Um, but like looking back on it, I could probably say that 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 was a struggle for me. Um, a funny thing, not really funny, but a thing that happens to me when I have babies is I have seizures. So, yeah. and that's at about that hormone dump part. Yes. You said it's about three weeks. Mine is almost like a month to the day mm-hmm. of birth where I'll just have a seizure. Um, and I think that played a, you know, a huge part in, you know, my postpartum issues that For I was sure. having with Gray. But I mean, the anxiety, I never had it, never had it till I had babies. And it can show up and it is ugly. It's a huge thing to talk to your provider about. Mm-hmm. Not just, again, mm-hmm. postpartum depression is not the only thing that can be kicking up after you have a baby. And the medical world, not medical advice again, <laughs> but the medical world wants to say that postpartum period lasts for a year. If you've had a baby, you're postpartum for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And Absolutely. the things that change you and Babies can leave physical scars on our body. Mm -hmm. They can leave stretch marks and they can mess up our stomachs and they can (laughs) cause us to have to go to pelvic floor PT. We'll talk about that one day. (laughs) Yes. They can, if you're like us, you have a C-section scar. Yes. They, so they can leave physical reminders that they were there and those are beautiful things, but they're also painful Mm -hmm. and need to be addressed if they're not going back the way that they need to. Same thing with our mental health. Yeah. 100%. You're a different person after you have a kid. You are. And if you think that that baby is just going to fit right? into your life and nope. you're keep going. I was that person. Oh, yes, you were. I was that person. Oh, yeah. was not going to slow her down. Nope. And nope. look at you now. Yeah. Yeah, those kiddos, they, they change you. And, you know, it, it's hard. Change is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's okay. And it's learning how to adapt to the change and Absolutely. making that change your life, your new life, and creating it into what you want it to be. Um, not trying to stay in the life you had and not trying to have this life that you think you should have, Mm -hmm. but it's what you have currently. And it affects everything from your sleep, sleep to your mental health, to your anxiety, to your frozen dumplings that you're condensing them came from Jade Palace. Absolutely. (laughs) 100%. So don't be afraid to reach out if you need to speak to your doctor Mm -hmm. about what's going on. Don't feel ashamed if you're feeling some new feelings of anxiety, depression, Mm -hmm. or other kind of mood swings. That can be a very normal thing. We need to talk about it. We need to get support for that from therapy, from our primary care physician, from your OBGYN midwife, Mm -hmm. whoever you're seeing. Super normal things. We need to talk about it. Reach out to your provider. And we're going to talk some more about how to find a good therapist in a future episode. We could probably make like 10 episodes on that. Probably. But seriously, ask your friends, talk to the people in your community. If you have a mom's group, if you're comfortable with that, you can post anonymously on Mm -hmm. a lot of the Facebook groups and see who are some people that people really like who comes highly recommended. You can type in specific words and see Mm -hmm. if there's somebody in your area who specializes in perinatal mood and other disorders or postpartum 
all of these things are super important. Motherhood in general. Motherhood and mental health is our heart. It's our passion. It is. P.S. If you do find yourself in a place where you are feeling hopeless, if you are that person who feels like you can't get up off the couch, if you are feeling like you might hurt yourself or somebody else, you can reach out for help for that as well. You can always talk to the National Suicide Hotline. It is 800-273-8255. But again, you don't have to be to that level to be experiencing some of these things. We truly believe that all of us can benefit from therapy. And we hope that you can, you know, find that good connection for yourself. And nine times out of 10, somebody you know is going to be in therapy. They may not talk about it, but I'm sure they're there. Let's normalize this, guys, yes. because it is a normal part of our life. Okay, I went out of order, and now I've confused everybody, but our next episode <laughs> is going to be about managing all the questions, which Jenna is looking at me like, what are you doing? You went off the script. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to talk about managing all the questions because, I mean, whose kid isn't asking you why? Oh, the why. Or what? The new one at our house this week is what? And yeah. in the most hateful voice, too. Oh, yeah. I'm over that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, same, same. Well, remember, guys, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Takeout Sessions Podcast. We are now live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our platform, Anchor.fm. All right. We're rooting for you guys. Yes. You can can do do this. this. And we'll see you next week.